Welcome to the November 22nd edition of the PFF Forecast. George is on site. He went to Pittsburgh LAC as a part of the NBC crew. And hence, we are going a little bit late. But nonetheless, we will preview Week 12 games. We'll talk about who is the AFC favorite. Um, let's rock. Well, George, we got a much better game Sunday night football than we expected. Uh, I thought I was going to lean myself into some really good tweets where I was tweeting out Los Angeles Chargers uh, live win probabilities. Ultimately, they did swing quite a bit, but the Chargers got the win. They are now uh, six and four, one half game out of the AFC West uh, contention there. The Steelers now fall to five, four and one uh, with the league's hardest schedule moving forward. George, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I appreciate the the difference between East Coast and West Coast time. I've just got to say is absolutely bananas. And um, the amount of energy that I have relative to the amount of energy that you have, I'm going to, I'm going to send some through the airwaves to make sure that I actually picked some up from Ben Roethlisberger because he had so much juice in that game. Um, and I'm going to transmit it over to you. I thought it was, um, I thought it was crazy in that, in that Steelers game, how the Chargers really did not have a big play offense against a team that um, like had no players on defense. And ultimately, I think that's why they were able to sort of come back and make it close. Um, but all is right with the world, and the Steelers under their tickets are still alive. Yeah, I mean, I think Herbert coming into the game, he had a five uh, yards per attempt uh, with pressure today. He was, I think, a little bit better. Um, but at the same time, you know, the Chargers do this do the thing where they get kicks blocked, they get interceptions, um, and that's how you yep. get to the window with a Steelers plus six and a half ticket. Yeah, it's um, – I mean, they were decimated uh, defensively, and the fact that the fact that they weren't able to, um, to, to blow them out was really kind of spectacular. But um, I, I want to ask you because now, you know, the Titans go in – uh, to Houston, clearly a trap game. I think they played New England. We'll talk about what we think that spread is going to be. I'm very interested to see what you thought it was. Um, they, they get they get crushed. The Bills go and get the doors blown off of them by the Colts, and the Chiefs beat, albeit a banged up Dallas team, but rather convincingly. Who, who's who's the favorite? Who should be the favorite in the AFC to make it to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't. I, it's tricky. I, I would say that you probably have to look at. Um, I I I don't. I, I still think Buffalo, is it not the Chiefs. Well, the problem is, is the Chiefs' offense has played one good game in six weeks. So, like, mm -hmm. there's still an issue there. The defense looked fantastic today. I, I think even with Gallup, or sorry, with with uh, Cooper Lamb. I mean, Cooper Lamb and, and Tyron Smith being out certainly helped the Chiefs. Um, but it wasn't right. like Dak. I mean, Dak didn't have no one to throw to. I mean, he had you know Gallup, of course. You know, Wilson made plays against Minnesota the last time they were on Sunday Night Football, so it wasn't completely uh, empty there. 
Um, the Chiefs did the thing that they've done for the last few weeks, which is, um, you know, do really well early and then kind of run into, you know, sort of like a trap. Um, but thankfully, I had them a little bit minus two and a half, minus six and a half, minus nine and a half. And Dak knew what it meant, uh, you know, for those alt lines late in the game. So I, I still think like the Ravens have to be taken, you know, seriously, being able to win without your quarterback when he's been your basically only player this year. I think New England has to be taken seriously as well. Um, even though they only had one touchdown against the Falcons on offense uh, a Thursday night, they're all flawed. Um, but man, and, and you know, obviously, uh, man, and Indianapolis, I think has to be taken seriously. So there's a ton of teams I think here. Um, that I think the one team that sort of it ver looked very clear today that they couldn't get out of their own way um, was the Tennessee Titans. Like I have a hard time looking at them. Uh, and seeing a team that can consistently be good teams, even though they kind of have over the course of the season. Yeah, it's interesting. You bring up the Patriots. So the Patriots, I think, are going to be, a, especially depending on what happens next week, like a pretty sexy pick to go all the way, um, especially if they can win the division. And that would mean that we would have the potential for a Tom Brady, Bill Belichick Super Bowl in Los Angeles, uh, covered by NBC, that would be that would be something. I mean, that would have to be the highest-rated Super Bowl of all time. Um, that would be crazy. I'm not. I, I do not think that the Patriots should be the favorite in the AFC. I, man, it's really hard for me to look at a team um, past the Baltimore Ravens. I, I tend to agree with you there. The tough thing is that. They have played a relatively easy schedule thus far and have the third hardest schedule remaining. And they are also battling a ton of injuries. And so I, I do think you kind of look at the Chiefs and you go, yeah, I know they're going to play on the road, but their defense all of a sudden showing up. And, and Matthew didn't play today, right? Cleo, Ma oh, say that again. Ty uh, Tyron Honey Badger Matthew played. Yeah, he was injured. He, he got played. injured and in, okay. uh, or he like woke up with a bulky knee, but played. Um, but did so play. he was in. I mean, it it feels like bringing Melvin Ingram back in and moving Chris Jones back inside, or at least making him flexible, has really rejuvenated that defense. Um, I mean, it, Dak Prescott looked. Uh, Super mortal. I mean, that, that is the um, an understatement. And that, you know, even without a couple of good receivers, very good receivers, it's still noteworthy. I mean, with CD Lamb in there, they were they were getting drilled. So, man, it's kind of crazy. I, I I don't know that I can take the Colts completely seriously, even though they just beat the Bills. Um, the Bills lost to Jacksonville two weeks ago. I guess maybe the moral of the story is like we just should stop pretending we know anything. Well, I mean, I think that you do. I mean, uh, the the uh, success of our betting models suggests we do know something. Green line this right. week was up uh, seven units, now up eleven on the year in, in NFL. Was seventeen units in college yesterday. So it does seem like we do know. It's just that the fact is, is like math. It is sort of very um, math is slow to learn, slow to speak, if you will. Um, and, and for some of these teams, like Kansas City was number one in our power ranking coming into the week. Obviously, like I don't think anybody uh, just looking at the games would tell you that, you know, K Kansas City's the number one team in the football. But like at some point, like 
you know, you look at them relative to Dallas, and you know that's why we 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 saw an edge in that game because Dallas is more like three points better than the average team on a neutral. Kansas City more like six or seven added home field there. I I don't know, it's weird. But at the at the same side, Green Bay was about six points better. Minnesota, they went to Minnesota. Minnesota about an average team on a neutral field, and they go ahead and lose outright. So yeah. it, it is it is something to sort of think about um, when when looking at these things. Is like sort of what were your priors going into a year? And how did have the teams performed relative to them? So, um, very interesting stuff. Should we get to the week twelve games? Let's, week twelve. Let's uh, do it. Um, Thanksgiving. Before we, yeah, and every single team playing on Thanksgiving lost. Um, so I don't know what you want to make of that. Before we get to those games, forecast promo code F O R E C A S T twenty five percent off any. PFF subscription that includes the PFF Elite subscription, which gives you all of the betting tools, the player props tool, the best bets tool, the betting dashboards, including all of the great premium content and zero to 100 grades that you get with the PFF Edge subscription for as low as $9.99. That's promo code forecast, F-O-R-E-C-A-S-T, and get 25% off of that price. Go make it happen. Great gift for any football friend that you have do it. Uh, also, fan tracks. If you are looking for a fantasy football league manager because you're unhappy with the clunky, non-customizable, feature-poor setup that you have right now, Fantrax has you covered. They have the most customizable thing uh, out there. You can get rid of kickers, you can get rid of defensive special teams, you can do funky trades uh, with multiple teams, and they offer more sports uh, than just football, hockey, and basketball as well. And if you sign up with promo code PFF, at Fantrax.com slash PFF, you will get a chance to win a signed jersey. Um, they're pretty cool. So go make that happen. All right. Okay. So let's let's move on to week 12 here. Um, I'm just going to go in the way uh, NFL Jesus has it, George. The Chicago Bears 3-7 and seven go to Detroit to face the 0-9-1 Lions, George. Where did you uh, put this number? I have the Lions, by the way, what a terrible game. I have the Lions getting four and a half at home. Um, let me look at where I'm at. I have Chicago laying three and a half, so uh, that's where I'm at. The number per pinnacle sports is uh, Chicago. Well, it, it's basically plus three, three and a half. We also don't – this is the interesting thing here, like – we don't know if Justin Fields is playing or if Andy Dalton's playing. Pinnacle has this mm-hmm. at Chicago minus three and a half, but plus one hundred two total on the game forty two. So, uh, I guess George, if you, I mean, three and a half is a lot though. I know two years ago we had Trubisky's Bears against David Blau's Detroit Lions. I think it was minus three and a half on Thanksgiving. I'd rather not go through that again. Um, and, and again, I, you know, I hate to, yes. I hate to say that, but you know, that's something on Thanksgiving you probably don't want to do. Not teasable either. I don't think that I think the total is probably fine. We don't even know who the quarterback quarterbacks are going to be for either team. It is telling that despite quarterback injuries, they've already hung a number up here. So uh, I kind of want to stay away from that one. Um, okay, we have the Las Vegas Raiders at the Dallas Cowboys. George, what do you think? Your Raiders. I struggled with this one. I struggled with this one a lot. Yeah, our Raiders. Oh my God, that was a nightmare. Um, though they got over, right? They didn't get over. Thanks no. to uh, 
It didn't? No, it oh ended uh, 33. Even, though, even with no, the... 32 13. So 45. It got to 45. That was one of the picks Greenline had that did not hit today. I, I, I thought, um, for some reason, I thought uh, Vegas scored there at the end. Okay, I had the Cowboys minus six and a half. I don't think they're going to have Cooper or CD Lamb. Um, what did you have? I said six and a half as well. Um, this was before uh, CeeDee Lamb got injured. It, I mean, uh, Cooper's not vaccinated, so he's not going to play. And then we, and he's also, you know, tested positive from what I can tell. Uh, Lamb, it's probably, if he has a concussion, it's probably a no-go for him. Um, and that being said, the market is still going to fade the Raiders. Although this is seven and a half. If you look at Pinnacle, it's plus 109 to lay it with the Cowboys. Whoa. Minus 120 to to take it with the Raiders. Total on the game, 50 and a half. Um, over is minus 113. Under is plus 101. Uh, I don't... Dallas... I, Dak looked injured today. I, 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 I don't know what happened to him. I, I want to yeah. attribute it some to the Chiefs defense, which has had a renaissance of late. But I don't... Um, I don't necessarily believe that Dak was completely healthy in this one. I don't think he took a lot of shots down. I don't think he completed a ball over 20 yards in the air today. So, um, I don't know. I don't know if I can bet over this, but the way the Raiders are playing, I don't know if I can take the points with them either. Right. That, that was my take as well. Like if the Raiders didn't show up for this game at home, then do we really feel confident in them showing up against the Cowboys? If the Cowboys had been a little more competitive, maybe even won the game against Kansas City, I think I might have liked the Raiders more here. But they're going to get a, a meeting with Jerry Jones uh, tomorrow, and he's going to tell them that they're not going to get their paycheck unless they go beat the tar out of the Raiders. So, man, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, I think I'm not going to take the Raiders plus seven. Um, or seven and a half. I, I I do see this, Eric, though, similar to Buffalo Indy, where it's like these are two pretty good teams and one is getting a touchdown. You should take the team getting a touchdown. But I don't know. Derek Carr had the quote today. Um, I or what did he say? Um, put it on me. Okay, so Derek Carr owns it. I own like two matches over me, yeah. six and a half to be happy with Derek Carr's bullshit here. I, I'm, look. Okay, so let's let's set something up for the week for the for the games here. I'm gonna tease this down to one and a half. I think that's a that's a pretty good. I do like yeah. Dallas here and possibly so Dallas minus one and a half. You're getting through seven through three. Um, that's probably the only thing I can advise in this game. What do you think about that? I, I, that was immediately where my head went when I found out it was over seven. And I'm going to be very curious what this Bill Saints game is, um, on Thursday on Thanksgiving night, because that could, that could open up a little Thanksgiving teaser. Um, but maybe not. So I had... Uh, Bills in New Orleans against the Saints. I had the Saints getting two and a half at home. Okay. Uh, I have the Saints getting six and a half at home, so we disagree here. Um, it is four and a half. 
Saints getting four and a half minus one hundred eight. Buffalo laying four and a half minus one hundred two. Total on this game forty six. I do think. So Simeon has been an over machine in his three starts. The the Saints are three and zero to the over, mm-hmm. um, including today where that game was kind of slow, and then eventually um, he picked it up. They were over the closing line against Tennessee, not over the line we gave out for the lock of the week. Um, and Buffalo's games have been kind of back and forth. They've been kind of five, I think five hundred to the total. So. I don't know if I can bet under that. Um, to bet over 46, it's minus 112. To bet under 46, it's plus 101. So, uh, do we think this gets out a little bit? Like, New Orleans, we don't necessarily know who their QB is going to be. Simeon, I thought, played well again. Like, other, well, no, he didn't play well. He made some really horrendous plays, actually. But then he, like, picked it up at the end as he's always to do, right? So, Simeon's final line, 22 of 40. 214, three mm-hmm. touchdowns, which are what I remember at the end of the game, obviously, because that game went over. But he had the two interceptions, and the pick six to Darius Slay was horrendous. So maybe maybe the Saints think about a quarterback change. I, I don't know. Um, their defense is a problem today, though. Yeah, I, I, I'm i a little surprised. Now, the Saints in this game had just about nobody. And... Um, both tackles uh, missing. I don't know if they're going to be back, so I guess that wouldn't be why I'd I'd wait on it. There's just a part of us where the Saints, and I know it's been against the Falcons, but they have dominated on Thanksgiving um, at home. That crowd is, you know, something to be reckoned with. I I do have a hard time, though. Like, I just... I never want to buy a t- or fade a team at the bottom of the market in, in this current NFL. And that's, you know, the Bills just got absolutely drilled by the Colts. So, yeah, maybe this is a stay away, even though I, based on where I guessed this at, would, would petition for the Saints. Yeah, I just don't think you can really touch the Saints with the 40-foot yeah. pole it, for, in this game just because of how, how much uncertainty there. They're all banged up to. Do they even like at five and five? Are they even in the playoff hunt anymore? Um, that that's, that's a good, good question. Minnesota now in the sixth seed. I believe the Saints are seventh seed, and uh, I, Niners are now five and five. I think that they're in the hunt as well. Um, okay, so let's move yep. to this to the Sunday game. So I think for Thanksgiving so far, we have a Dallas tease, uh, teaser line that'll be an open leg for you. There's plenty of college football. There's plenty of all this kind of stuff. Uh, Tuesday and Thursday this week. So, um, you know, if you need to use that in a teaser, you don't tease college football, but but that that's something to think about. Um, I yeah, have Pittsburgh. I, I'm literally at looking Cincy. at Ohio State minus seven and a half right now. Yeah, don't te- <laughs> don't tease college football. It's dumb. Um, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Um, what did you think about this, George? I had our Bengals as a three point favorite at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, I had Cincinnati minus two and a half. Um, they just played, so we're not seeing it on Bet Online. We're not seeing it on Pinnacle, I don't think. Uh, what did what did game, Jeff Sherman have? Before the says? game, it was minus four and a half. Okay, Pittsburgh was game today, though. Um, Again, uh-huh. they they covered the number against LAC. Um, they came back to do that. They even almost won the game outright. So. 
Cincinnati was impressive uh, in a win over LV, although that, you know, Burrow, if you actually look at Burrow's sat line, um, it, you know, it was not impressive. If you look at, um, so Burrow was 20 of 29 for 148 and a touchdown. So like, that's like, what is this 1983 here? So I, I, I'm still not sold on the Bengals mm-hmm. long term, but uh, I can't lay like four and a half with them. Um, Pittsburgh, I don't know. Like I think two and a half is the right number here, but but we we don't even have a number up here, so we'll, we'll pass on that one. Um, let's go to this is a, a barn burner, George. The New York Jets at Houston. The seem the Houston Texans and the New York Jets both possessors of two wins this season george what do you think oh my god this is uh this is like the cave on thibodeau um bowl right um <laughs> i have the texans minus three and a half in this game okay sorry minus um, three minus three I had Houston minus two and a half. So the stat, sad state of affair for the Jets when they're not even favored uh, against Houston. Houston is laying three, but it is a, um, it's a, it's basically two and a half. It's it's three minus one hundred on Pinnacle. So um, that that doesn't seem uh, to be necessarily any value. If, okay. if you look at us, we're both straddling this number. Do we think? So this is also another one. Total on the scheme forty four. Do we? Does Zach Wilson come back? Do we think Zach Wilson comes back? Okay, it looks like George is frozen here. Um, Ethan, well, so let let's see if we can get George back. Otherwise. Um, I don't have him here. Um, we'll, we'll continue to sort of go with this. Um, yeah, so we, we lost George. Um, and so let's, let's continue to see if we can get him back on here. He was so, uh, you know, taken aback by the, by the existence, uh, of Houston versus the New York Jets. Um, that uh, he decided to leave all entirely. Um, he's sort of loading back up here, waiting on him. Otherwise, I think we're going to get back. to some good games here. Do we have George back? Okay, so we don't have George back. Okay, so let's let's briefly just talk. Let let's keep this thing going here. Um, I so Tampa Bay laying four and a half at Indianapolis Colts. Um, this is a game that I find to be extremely fascinating this week. Um, the the Bucks, uh, you know, obviously they play tonight. Um, they are ten and a half, eleven point favorites um, against the Giants in uh, in Tampa. Last year they were heavy favorites in New York, um, and they did not, um, you know, they did not cover that number. In fact. Uh, you know, uh, basically they needed a, a really big play by Antoine Winfield Jr. in order to make that, uh, just to even win that game outright after a really good, uh, a, a fantastic Golden Tate touchdown. Indianapolis this week goes on the road as seven point underdogs. And as we said, although we didn't get any closing line value on this pick, 
Um, they end up winning the game outright, 41-15. Um, that was, you know, Jonathan Taylor was fantastic. Obviously, when you look at, you know, his statistics in that particular game, um, you know, they were immense. I, I do think somebody on Twitter asked uh, if we were going to sing the praises of one Frank Reich um, for, you know, sort of getting this team up to play. This is the second time in the Frank Reich era that they that, that a team has you know started something like one and five, one and four, um, and has really uh, you know moved things uh, in the right direction to the point now where the Colts have a winning record. And in fact, two overtime games, you know, sort of in the last um, you know sort of month and a half uh, away from this being a humongous winning streak for them. So I guessed that this spread would end up being Tampa minus four and a half on the road. Um, I do not believe... Oh, it is up here. And, and Tampa Bay is laying two and a half in Indianapolis. So a very... Um, you know, uh, a lot of respect given the Colts here at home uh, against the uh, you know former Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, so can you hear me? Can you hear me now? I'm I can't hear you, George. Are you back? I'm, you know what okay. brought me back is... Let's go. Is that all right? So, so George, what was your guess on Tampa Bay, Indianapolis? I had the Colts getting three at home. Okay, so you were closer than me. I said I said Tampa minus four and a half. The Colts are actually getting two and a half. So uh, I I actually not a big fan of laying it here with Tampa. Um, But yeah, there's some. you know, there's some two and a half people. There's people in the comments that are a little bit aghast that it's two and a half. Um, you know, if you do like, if you're inclined to like Tampa, I, I would certainly uh, think about laying the points. Um, I think right now a team like Indianapolis, a team that runs the football really well and plays, I think, solid defense. One of the things you might have to think about here is teasing Indianapolis at home. Um, yes. Up to eight and a half. Uh, total on this game, if you look at Pinnacle Sports, Total on this game is 51. That's a little high for a Wong teaser, and the teasers of the Wong variety have not hit very well over the past few weeks, but that is certainly something uh, to consider here. Um, what do you what do you think about this game, George? I am a little worried about the Bucs right now. They're pretty banged up. They're obviously playing on Monday night against the Giants. I'm going to be very interested to see how they look against the Giants. Um, and the Colts continue. I mean, and we gave Carson Wentz and we've given him a lot of flack, but Frank Reich deserves a ton of credit for what this team is doing. And, you know, the way that they beat the brakes off the bills, um, I, I feel like they are a team that keeps games close. And I would not expect the Buccaneers as banged up as they are to like run and hide from the Colts. So yeah, I, I am interested in the teaser. Um, I think though at two and a half, like if I were to play this one way or the other, I, I might actually play the Bucks, but I don't feel great about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think the same thing. I, I'm I'm interested to see what Greenline thinks. Um, when we look at Indianapolis right now, this is before any of the game data is out. We have Indianapolis as 0.6 points better than the average team on a neutral. We have Tampa 5.1, so obviously that's you know 4.5 points. You add in a little bit for home field, and you you can probably make a case to Tampa, but then you have the short rest for Tampa Bay, so on and so yeah. forth. So, I think I think it's probably fine. I think you do you you the the basically the Colts are probably a team you do like on a teaser here. Okay, 
after the uh, what is to be illegal in Texas, Atlanta Falcons <coughs> performance uh, against the New England Patriots. They're going on the road to face Jacksonville. Jacksonville, a 20-point loss. Look, Kyle Shanahan, back to being a great coach again, guys. Uh, they Jacksonville loses a stinker at home to the San Francisco 49ers. Word is that there's going to be changes in Jacksonville because they can't get it together. George, what did you think the line was going to be here? This is what a game this is. Uh, I had the Jags getting two and a half, which is probably the most disrespect I've shown the Falcons in <laughs> in our history together. What about you? I said Jack. I said I said Atlanta minus two and a half. Um, let's look. My Atlanta's minus one, guys. So wow. Um, wow. I can't I can't say anything fiduciarily responsible enough to talk you into Atlanta here. If Atlanta can't beat Jacksonville, our season win total bets are all but cooked. Atlanta They're coming done. off of long rest. Jacksonville's not that far of a, of a trip, obviously. Jacksonville's terrible also. But there's a very good chance Atlanta is equally to the task of being terrible. So, I don't know. I, I'm i leaving the – I'm not teasing the Jags either because this is a game where Atlanta could get right and win 30-3 to and everybody's pissed. So, um, I'm going to leave that one alone. Um, George, what were your thoughts on Thursday night football? I, well, first off, let me just say this, that about 10 minutes before Thursday night football kicked off, I took the Patriots defense out of my fantasy lineups and replaced them with the Miami Dolphins. So I clearly expected, I expected our Falcons to be a little bit better. I mean, Matt Ryan is still, still a legitimate quarterback. So the fact that they just, you know, donk themselves that badly scares me. I will say this, though. They are a team that is going to play poorly against other good teams. The Patriots are another good team. The Jaguars are not. So if there is a shred of self-worth left in Matt Ryan's poor soul, this is a game that they have to win, right? Like, I, they have a coach that is still... It has his team believing, I think. I don't know. I, I don't know that the Jags are in that spot after getting rocked by the Niners. So, yeah, I don't know if I can ask people to, to ride with us on this one, but I'm telling you I'll probably bet the Falcons. Yeah, I might as well. But, you know, and it it's also might be a situation for alt lines. You know, you could take the, the Falcons minus two and a half, minus three and a half, minus all those numbers at plus prices. You might want to do that. I don't. I can't tell anybody to do that at this point. The Falcons are sort of a no go for me on a on a recommendation standpoint. However, speaking of two kind of teams in this direction, the Carolina Panthers are going to Miami to face the Dolphins. The Dolphins quietly on a three game winning streak. They they outlasted the Jets today. That game went under, uh, which was nice for the products. George, um, I I said Carolina was laying two and a half. What did you say? I, I waffled on this. I think you could have gone two and a half either direction, so I settled on a pick. Okay, so Carolina's minus one. Um, total on the game, 43. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, whatever. I Carolina here lost a big game this week. Um, your Washington football team got to four wins. They're half, you know, a little less than Impressive. halfway to their win total. Um, I'm a little nervous, to be honest with you. Um, Taylor Heineke, you know, continues to be gutsy. Um, but, and Washington football team has Seattle at home this week, so they could get to five and six if we're not careful. Um, 
Carolina had Cam Newton out there, and as I said on the PFF uh, pregame show, which is you know live every Sunday morning at eleven, um, Cam Newton like. I mean, we every everybody's wrong about Cam, and the people that thought he was going to come in and be this savior, they were also wrong. And and today, you know, he just wasn't enough. Twenty one to twenty seven, one eighty nine, two touchdowns. He also had a touchdown on the ground. That was great, but they they, they you know they only had two hundred ninety seven yards of offense. Like it was still not good enough uh, to beat a team that has been beaten like a drum soundly a few times this year. So, um. I, I sort of have to lay off this one. I'm really happy for what Brian Flores is doing. I, I like him as a head coach, and I think that if they can get some W's here, string them together a little bit, they're not going to make the playoffs in the AFC, but at least be respectable here. The Dolphins, the Dolphins have to be one of those teams that everyone looks at after the season and goes, okay, like what were we missing? Because, I mean, I remember thinking, you know, what, like, They've done. They made so many great moves in the offseason. I thought. I guess Will Fuller turns out not a great move. Um, but Jalen Waddle's actually playing pretty well. Uh, and I, yeah, I mean, I guess they have two encouraging wins of late. But I'm not. I'm not like excited to hop on the bandwagon. I will say this. I do think that the Panthers with Cam, as you say so correctly are going to be overrated by the market a little bit because it's like Cam is back. And I think that was the case against Washington. Um, so as weird as it, it sounds, I do think that the Dolphins are probably the side here um, at, at home against the Panthers team. That's like, are we really giving them that much credit? Um, probably shouldn't be. Yeah, the that Panthers said, I don't shouldn't know be that I feel like super road. strongly about it. Panthers shouldn't be favored on the road. So um, yeah. Um, okay, here's a big one. I like this one. Two teams in the AFC who are contenders, certainly. Uh, moving in opposite directions, the Tennessee Titans go to New England, a rematch of the 2019 AFC wildcard game. Um, I said that New England would be laying four and a half. I think that that's going to be short, George. What do you think? Wow, you did. You went all the way out there, huh? I said that the Patriots would be laying two and a half. So Tennessee is getting six. It is minus 111 what? on Pinnacle uh, to back Tennessee. It's plus 101 to lay it with the Patriots. Um, Patriots getting, you know, obviously more rest. Tennessee banged up. You know, we saw A.J. Brown today leave the game numerous times. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was not uh, sharp, uh, certainly. I mean, obviously, anytime you lose to the Houston Texans at home, when Tyrod Taylor throws for 107 yards, um, you, you weren't great. Tannehill today was 35 of 52, 323 yards, a touchdown, four picks. Um, me and Solfaro, two Chiefs fans, we were calling uh, Desmond King the honorary chief for trying to get the Chiefs to the one seed. Desmond King picked off Ryan Tannehill twice today, um, along with former Chief Terrence Mitchell uh, and Kamar Gruger-Hill. So that was a really interesting effort there. Uh, Adrian Peterson, your guy, nine carries, 40 yards. Um, so... It was a lay. It was a labor for for Tennessee, and I think they're a team currently that this may be an overreaction, but I want to see it from Tennessee again. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, for one, I think, in, it, especially with extra time off, I think I think um, Bill Belichick is surgical in terms of like finding the weaknesses. 
And Tennessee right now is just a team full of weaknesses, right? And and I know they outgained Houston by 230 yards today. Um, and 2.3, 2.2 yards per play. Like, obviously, this was a fluky loss. But they're kind of that team that's going to give you that fluky loss, all the injuries and all the issues that they have. I So the A.J. Brown thing is concerning. Yes. But this feels like a bit of an overreaction. This is a Patriots just shut a team out. Everyone is obviously excited about the Patriots. And the Titans, because Derrick Henry is not there anymore, right? The the loss to the Texans, I think, feels more alarming. Where we might be forgetting that they have a stretch of wins that is the most impressive stretch of wins of any team in the NFL, right? in a year where there's not a lot of impressive, um, you know, uh, results. And I mean, doesn't, don't you think that the Texans game was just the ultimate trap game? Kind of, but like, and I did bet Houston this morning at plus 10. I should have bet the money line, obviously. Um, I don't think, yeah. I mean, at some point Tennessee was going to get trapped. Right. And, you know, they covered consistently, um, you know, that finally with the LA game and then the New Orleans game, they don't cover the close and then they don't even win outright against Houston. So maybe they do come back. I do think that uh, Vrabel's a better coach than maybe we give him credit for. So yeah, I can think about Tennessee plus six here. Uh, I don't hate it actually. Um, I, I do wonder though, uh, for one, like again, it's, it's kind of more like a five and a half and you know, as the injury, so this is kind of the same thing as Atlanta last week against New England where it's sort of more of a true five and a half. If you look at um, Bet Online, for example, it's five and a half. Um, and if we're trying to get ahead of the number, which we've been about a half a point better than the market uh, on close every single uh, week, well, so average, in, including last week, like d- we we probably can't tell people to take plus five and a half because I don't think it's going to get any lower. I think it's actually going to be a lot like last week where people sort of grade the thing and say, oh, New England's actually quite healthy. Tennessee's not we get injury news on Brown we get injury news on other guys and this number jumps to seven so maybe that's maybe that's something that uh we just want to lay off the game because you can get a better number for around Wednesday yeah that is interesting I I I was like trying to think about where this number would head and obviously my inclination is that people should go about the Titans but AJ Brown shoulder injury um, Mario Plato said it's most likely an AC joint sprain. So return is likely in that game, and you would expect him to play in this a huge game for them. But if he's banged up during that, you know, like what, you're not super excited about that. It's not that they have a, a ton of weapons. Um, so maybe it will get out to seven. And then obviously, that's, I, I think we should wait for it to get to seven. And if it does, we should pounce on it. Okay, um, and now we have a divisional rival game in the NFC East. The Philadelphia Eagles go to New York to face the Giants. The Giants play tonight as well, uh, as does Tampa. Um, I said Philly would be laying two and a half in New York. Philly, one of the hottest teams in football right now. What did you say, George? Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, I said Philly minus two and a half, and I almost – honestly, I typed three out and then said, ah – no, it's the Eagles. And then watch the Eagles continue to, to dominate today. 
So I do think you could make a case for three, but I have it at two and a half. Yeah, it's three, and it's probably going to be at, at most books. Minus, wow. I mean, it's going to be a pretty expensive three if you want to lay it with Philly. And, and so that's a very interesting thing. I actually have some bets on New York tonight, um, plus 10, plus 11. Um, those are my last of the weekend. Um, I, I do think that they – um, are better, you know. Daniel Jones is one of like the four quarterbacks in the NFL who doesn't have an interception when pressured so far this year. Um, but it's hard to get out in front of Philly, and I, I I have to say this: I think Nick Sirianni has been one of the more impressive coaches in the NFL this season for how much his team has improved defensively. They're still not that like what I would consider sort of unique or whatever or or mm -hmm. they're very vanilla on defense uh they've gotten away with it based upon who they've faced in the in the last couple weeks guys like bridgewater simeon basically a bunch of guys that used to be backups in minnesota um and but at the same time like are the giants you know that the offense to take advantage of that probably not folks because uh, of jason garrett but uh you know i i think you're right there to think about three um probably not bettable at this point um let's go ahead and look at, again, another divisional matchup. The L.A. Chargers go on the road to face a Denver team coming off of a bye. George, what did you think of this spread? Yeah, and this, look, I think we have talked about the Chargers a lot. And we keep coming back to, like, the Chargers are just a team that on paper it should be a lot better than I think they are in, in practice, like on the field. Um so I had the Broncos um, getting two and a half at home. Okay, I had four and a half. Um, I do not see it up. Obviously, LA just finished playing the game that you guys produced here. Um, what did What did Jeff Sherman say? Yeah, it was before Sunday night. It was Chargers minus one and a half. Four and a half. One and a half. One and a half. Yeah. All right, I think I like that. I think I like Chargers here. As much as as much as much I think the Chargers kind of step on their own junk a lot, I do think Denver, you know, Denver is, is still missing guys. I think the Chargers, Staley's, you know, he went for the right fourth downs today, all that kind of stuff, um, or at least he went for a right fourth down. It didn't go in. Um, man, what do you think, George? Do you think minus one and a half is a good bet? I, I do think it's a solid bet. I mean, the Broncos, uh, you do, you know, you're like, okay, they're coming off by. Um, the, Teddy Bridgewater is not very good. The the Denver Broncos, you know, like the whole we traded Von Miller, now we're going to play really well. I think that's kind of over. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I do feel a little worried the last time we took the Chargers was – uh, on the road against Baltimore, you know, and we're like, okay, this is like the Chargers are there. Like we got them, um, you know, they're a team to back now, but the Broncos are not the the Baltimore Ravens. So I, I can get on board with that one. I like it a lot. All right. The other LA team, this is actually going to be a good game. I'm, I'm pretty sure this was protected, right, George? LA, yes. the Rams go on the road to face the Packers. LA coming off of a bye, also coming off of two straight really kind of bad losses, multiple score losses to the Titans and the San Francisco 49ers. By the way, the San Francisco 49ers, since they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl, have won, have beaten one team at home. And that team <laughs> is the LA, LA Rams twice. Um, 
The I I said the Green Bay Packers would be laying one and a half points. Uh, what did you say? I went all the way to three. Uh, I said the Packers would be um, would be a three point favorite. I had a feeling I was going to be a little strong here. I are we are we not a little concerned about the Rams right now? Uh, I think we should be concerned about both of these teams. The number is one and a half. It's actually uh, you know trending pick. Um, Green Bay is a mash unit now, and I look. Our friend Aaron Nagler is having a little bit of meltdown on Twitter about them, but like, you know, the, the game against Minnesota, they were not the better team in that game. <laughs> like they were. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, you know, and I give Minnesota a lot of shit, but Minnesota played really well today, and Green Bay, you know, brought the house a bunch of times. You know, they they um, I thought Aaron Rodgers played a great second half. But there's still a little bit something missing from that team, and that little bit of something is Rodgers isn't practicing all that much, right? With the toe injury and COVID yeah. and all that stuff, and like they're banged up. Elton Jenkins probably tore his ACL today. Um, you know, we we did see uh, Valdez Scantling, and we did see um, you know some plays from the other receivers for Green Bay. That was, uh, I think, a little bit encouraging. But LA, you got to think off of a buy. Uh, McVay is gonna gonna cook up some stuff here, and you know if Kirk Cousins, Clint Kubiak, and company can you know get after Green Bay as well as they did today, you got to think that LA can get after Green Bay a little bit on the road here off of a bye. Yeah, I I think that those are all really good points, and the fact that the Packers are so banged up. I mean, we I don't know what's the deal with Dave Bakhtiari. I think we expected to see him by now, certainly. Um, and they've been banged up on defense, you know, without Jair Alexander, obviously. I do go back to that Minnesota game and Darnell Savage, right, like just has to catch a pass and and the Packers do win that game. So, you know, going home in Green Bay, a team coming from the West Coast that is, you know, used to playing indoors, used to nice weather. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I do see exactly what you're saying, which is, you know, Green Bay, Green Bay should have should have brought it today against the the Viking. They did not, and so you're a little concerned there. Um, but I think we should just be as concerned about the Rams as we are about the Packers. And I think to your point, you know, you expect Sean McVay to have a good a good game plan for this. But Lafleur is is the better coach here, right? Yeah, Lafleur is better than McVay. I think um, today it was a little. Yeah, I agree. I I think um, I think Lafleur called a great game today. By the way, um, there were a lot of penalties. I mean, there were a lot of penalties on Green Bay. Green Bay was not, and and Trevor Sikama on the PFF Live show talked about how Green Bay just limits penalties. And then today there were a ton of penalties on Green Bay, not that many on Minnesota. Um, but I think Lafleur coached their them out of it, which was great. Um, so yeah, I mean that's one thing. I I actually am looking forward to this. I wonder where it trends. I think. It's sort of one of those games, if you gave me three on either side, I'd take the underdog. Um, and sort of speaking of, I talk about the Minnesota Vikings, who I got to say, like I watched that game, and, and obviously we wanted Green Bay. We had them for the lock of the week. I bet I bet Green Bay a little bit uh, in alts, too. Like I, I thought Green Bay could extend on them. Our friend Luke Stanky, who uh, founded Tessellation, messaged me. He's a Packers fan. He lives in Minnesota. He said, look, I think the Vikings are going to win this game by a, a lot. And he sort of spelled it out pretty, pretty well. And it sort of played out that way. Now Green Bay with Rodgers sort of, you know, made a comeback, uh, even took the lead in the second half. But it was, it was a very interesting game for sure. Um, 
Minnesota goes to San Francisco in a rematch of the divisional uh, playoffs from, let me get this right, 2019, 1997, 1989, 1988, and 1987. The Vikings, I think, are going to be getting two points here in San Francisco. I think so. This is a little bit of the, I think that the market respects the Niners. So I have the Niners favored by three. Yeah, you're a, you're pretty right here. Total on this game forty eight. Um, Niners are minus two and a half, minus one fifteen on Pinnacle. The the Vikings are plus two and a half, plus one hundred five. This is really interesting, right? Because I, I make a joke. I joke with you, right? I joke with you about uh, Shanahan and how I think he's a little overrated. Um, and I joke with you about the fact that the Niners have one of the like most feeble home field advantages I've ever seen. Um, you know, it wasn't even like the last you know two years. I mean, Shanahan's basically had two like eight game losing streaks at home in his career as the head coach there. Um, but you look at this, you're like, okay, San Francisco's more favored against Minnesota than what Green Bay was at close today, and home right. field advantage matters obviously some. But like, I don't think San Francisco's a better team than Green Bay. So. There is a lot of respect here. I do think since you can basically get a three, I do think we have to think about Minnesota plus three points against San Francisco. I agree. I agree a lot. Um, You know, Jimmy G has been playing well. Um, They've been putting Debo Samuel in the backfield, and he's been running over teams. Um, I think people are going to look at that Rams game and go, wow you know, the Niners are for real. And they're going to say, oh, and they backed it up because they beat the tar out of the Jaguars. And you can also look at that and go, you know what? The Rams are the one team they have a great matchup against. And they always perform well against the Rams. And that's a huge, you know, it was a huge game for them. That was their Super Bowl. And the Jaguars stink. And they couldn't beat anybody. And so maybe those those two wins shouldn't be viewed um, as impressively as I think many would look at them. And so... Yeah, at three. Yeah, this is a a really big game. So, like, just taking the lay of the land in the NFC, um, there are three teams tied at five and five. San Francisco, uh, Minnesota, and New Orleans. And then there is the Eagles at five and six. Um, There is the Panthers at five and six. And assuming, and again, this is is the famous last words. Assuming the Falcons can beat the... Jacksonville Jaguars, they will be five and six. Um, Falcons, by the way, outscored by their opponents by 110 points. So you never know. <laughs> um, this is humongous, right? Because right now, Minnesota not only is in the playoffs in the NFC, they are the sixth seed. So right. um, this is this is huge. Minnesota, a point differential of plus 13. The Niners, a point differential of plus 23. Um, uh yeah, this is this is awesome. I I can't wait for this game. I I have to say, as somebody who is a very big detractor um of the Minnesota Vikings, today's win against Green Bay was one of the best games I've seen in the Cousin Zimmer era. I think you have to basically say the New Orleans playoff game, maybe that Dallas game on Sunday Night Football that you guys did. Um, but I, I gotta say, there's there's no qualifiers here. The Vikings were fantastic today, and and they deserved. Uh, to come away with a victory. Uh, Mike Zimmer coaching for his job and coaching with a plum there. Um, Let's, so we have two games left. Okay. Um, we've got Sunday night and Monday night before we get to those DraftKings. 
DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's Thanksgiving, so they are going to give you family food and free bets. That's what they do. And if you use promo code PFF when you sign up at DraftKings, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, this Turkey Day, you can bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving game and win $100 in free bets. So basically, they're giving you $100 in free bets. Uh, because if any team scores a point, you will get those. And that means that you will get them. As long as it's not Lions uh, Bears, which could end 0-0 tie. Um, so go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, get those free bets, and then go bet them on all of the wonderful player props that you can find at pff.com. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Get $100 in free bets if you bet $1 on any team to score a point on Thanksgiving. Remember, you must be 20 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania. Only new customers are eligible. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sports for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And last but not least, our good friends at Western Southern are helping you with football and finance at the same time. Doing that by giving you a chance to ask Chris Collinsworth, our dear friend and boss, a question. You can ask him a question at westernsouthern.com slash Chris, and then he will answer those questions that are deemed the best on his podcast and on western and southern's instagram so go submit your question and when you do you'll be entered for a chance to win a free party cater party to uh for february's big game so go to westernsouthern.com slash ask chris all right last two games let's do it yeah by the way uh some some comments uh in the youtube chat we really appreciate you guys staying up with us somebody said the Jaguar slander on this pod is idiotic. I, I will say, look, I know we've been down on the Jags, and I'd like for the Jags to be good. Don't you think the scoreboard is meaner to the Jags than George and I are? Yeah, we don't. We can't be. We can't be much more. We can't be much more negative to the Jags. We barely talk about them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and there are also people in the chat who are uh, saying, um, you know, that the Vikings better win Sunday or else the 49ers are going to open a can on the rest of the league. Look, I don't know what kind of influence you have over your hometown, George, but they are listening to this show. Uh, maybe that's because it's the West Coast and it's you know yes. 150 Eastern here. Uh, and it's it's not quite that late uh, where you're where you are. And all these people are Niners fans. But I, I love the delusion. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Sunday Night Football, Chris's game, your game, our game. The Cleveland Browns go on the road to face the old Browns, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, what did uh, I, what did you make it, George? So uh, I'm assuming Lamar is back. I'm assuming and that's a biggest modern me. medicine has to figure out the uh, yeah. problem that is Lamar Jackson. I think. Yes, uh, I'm assuming Hollywood Brown is back, and I'm assuming Baker Mayfield plays in this game. Although. Is that good or bad? He did. Yeah, I I don't know what that means necessarily. Baker's wife reportedly retweeting uh, memes that think that says that Baker's not appreciated for his toughness, and the rest of the Browns have to be more tough. Um, Interesting stuff. I would, by the way, um, if I were ever in a situation like this, I would hopefully like. I think a great litmus test for have you married like, or is your significant other like the right one is whether they just say, I'm not going on social media. (laughs) Like I'm not doing that. It's not worth it. Don't do that. It's, it's a bad look. You can't win in that situation. Um, anyways, 
I have the Ravens favored by three points at home. I have the Ravens favored by four and a half. Um, it is a basically four. So if you want to lay four and a half with the Ravens, you get plus 107. If you want to take it with the Browns, it's minus 118. Total on the game, 46 and a half. You know what? The total on the game, George, tells me that they think that Case Keenum has a chance to play. And, and this is actually a good discussion. I know it's late, and I know we want to get going and all this kind of stuff. And I just want to... Uh, there was a great discussion in our chat uh, about the Ravens game against the Bears and why that number um, that number sort of landed where it was, right? Because it opened six, it got to four and a half with some with some injuries to the Ravens. Once the injuries to the Bears came out, it was mostly like six. Uh, ben Brown and I got a small house on on Chicago plus five as it was coming down, and then it closed at about Chicago minus one and a half. So there was a pretty big middle there by the time it all closed. But the but I, I wanted to make a case that, you know, once you jump over three, it's not – and it ended up being the seven and a half points we think Lamar is worth. But – and it, actually, no, it closed Baltimore plus one and a half. But it it's sort of like when you jump over three, it's worth more points than the actual, like, indices indicate. And that was the case here. You also almost got some part of my French, some fuckery on on behalf of the Bears not trying to cover at the end, yes. throwing a pick six, um, which happened in a few games today. But that was an interesting line move, right? I think sometimes these books, and we've seen it a number of times. We've seen it the the Ravens won outright without um, with a huge line move without Lamar. The the uh, Arizona Cardinals have won outright twice on the road by multiple scores. At when the same thing happened, and then obviously Cooper Rush on the road, when all those teams winning on the road, by the way, uh, Cooper Rush winning outright when the number moves. I think sometimes people believe that line movement is going to be bigger um, when the books know the variance that's associated with a game, and basically they're not going to go the whole way because they don't want to get middled. And there's also just a really good chance that all the people that like you know flock to the Bears you know, at the worst of all numbers are going to get got. And that's what happened today. And that's what happened with the Vikings. And that's what happened with, uh, you know, Seattle and San Francisco when they play Colt McCoy. So it's a really interesting thing, George. I think when you hear quarterback news, A, it's already kind of baked into the number, right? The chance that Lamar mm -hmm. doesn't play is baked into the number. But the also, like, just know there's variance. Backup quarterbacks can win. And especially this year. I mean, I think that's something to, to note as well is like the dynamics of the year are such that, um, that, you know, quarterback play has been eh, meh, you know, I mean, Kirk Cousins is like the class of, of quarterbacks in the NFL. I think that should tell you, uh, and kudos to Kirk Cousins, but like that tells you a little bit about what we're seeing. I So tell me when you say you think this number shows that they believe there's a chance Case Keenum's playing. It, it, do you really feel there's that big of a difference? There's any like difference between Case Keenum and and the banged up Baker Mayfield? Currently, no. Baker's bad now. Like, but you know what makes me believe this sometimes, George, is when they keep the index the same, but they change the the the, the, the figures, total. right? Like, if, if four and a half is just staying there, essentially what they're doing is saying, oh. If 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 Keenum plays, and I actually don't know, like I I would be interested to see what most people believe, but like I think a healthy Keenum's better than Baker playing right now. Like, so yes, maybe if I there's there's an indication that Baker is not playing, then Keenum maybe that four and a half is more expensive, and they want you to pile on 
and, and more expensive versions of that bet. Some you know recreational betters or betters who aren't all that price sensitive are always like, oh, four and a half's great. Uh, you know, uh, the Ravens can't be that good. They barely beat the Bears, and then like you know they pile on and they have all these bets where it's like minus one twenty or minus one twenty five, and you know then they change the index once they sort of get the pile of bets and they sort of like know more information. That would be my take, but um, I could be wrong, and I you know I've been wrong plenty. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you there. I mean, this one is interesting. I feel like it's definitely one that's hard to bet right now because there's so much uncertainty in um, in who's playing and who's not playing. I, I will say this. If Lamar Jackson is playing, um, I think the over is interesting here um, just because I, I, don't, I would not be worried about Keenum versus uh, Baker. And... Um, and I think you'd say, okay, well, Lamar's not actually coming off of an injury. He's coming off of an illness. And I think that's a little bit uh, different there. But I think we do stay, wait and monitor it. Um, getting out of the week with a just a tremendous game. Just a privilege. The Seahawks. This is, I mean, what on earth is this? The Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> I don't know what is going on with them. They're playing the Washington football team in Washington. I have... I, I like I was trying to come up with a spread for this and I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> so I have the Washington football team uh favored by one point in this game. Yeah, I have them favored by two and a half. And actually Seattle's favored in this game. Um I you can't they're it's minus one. They're minus one fifteen on the money line. You can't get me to bet this though, because it, any rational human is benching Russell Wilson, right? Like it, yeah. like Wilson looks terrible. You don't want to like sully and like, you kind of want to do the guy a solid, I think. And just be like, look, man, it's not working for you. We're out of the playoffs at three and seven. Um, yep. you know, Geno Smith did fine. He went three and zero against the number. Um, and like, look, man, like we'll, we'll reevaluate after the season. Maybe we'll get a new head coach, but like, don't go out there and get yourself more injured, man. I agree. I, I appreciate the fact that Russell Wilson came back and played. You know, he, he obviously worked hard to come back from that injury before he should have. And that's that's a valiant effort. But I think through two games you can go, hey, maybe it's just not worth it. And here's the tough thing, Eric. You know who one of the worst players on their team is right now? It's Jamal Adams. And yeah, they he's gave up draft picks. For Jamal Adams. And so you go, okay, well, we lose games this year. What does it do for us? It doesn't do a whole lot for you because you're already, you know, you're not all in like the Rams are all in, <laughs> but you don't, you, you know, there's not a lot of reason for you to go out there and just, you know, and, and just start tanking. So, um, yeah, I, I also don't think Russell Wilson's going to let them bench him. I, I just don't feel that that's in his, his DNA. So I think, Russell Wilson's playing in this game uh, against the Fighting Taylor Heineke's, and I don't see how you could bet on the Seahawks given what you've seen. But I'll say this: I also don't know how you can bet against Russell Wilson at the bottom of the market. Yeah, I mean that—that's the thing. Like, <sighs> Seattle has been so weird, right? Like, this is well, this could be a game where they just like blow out Washington, right? Like, mm-hmm. I. I you know, Heineke's a guy that I think could throw some picks. Um, 
So maybe that happens as well. Um, yeah, this 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 will be. Um, this is probably a Monday night game. I'm just going to go ahead and guess here. A Monday night game that the Mannings take off. <laughs> I'm going to guess they don't sign up for this one. Yeah. Very good. And by this time next week, right, we'll be done with Thanksgiving. We'll be done with all that kind of stuff. We will have, uh, you know, college football will be to the conference championship games. Um, yep. And we'll, we'll, be in a good, we'll be in a good spot, George. And uh, thank you uh for everybody for joining us george you have any parting shots here only that uh you beating within you part of a champion it's 2 a.m where you're at our uh column will be out tomorrow check that out uh and on wednesday we'll be back and maybe we'll talk about some thanksgiving food because i want to anger people with my thanksgiving food takes oh man i can't wait i i the tofurkey you probably have had before <laughs> and the you know, I, I can't wait. So um, for George Shahuri, this is uh, Eric Eager, and uh, thank you for listening to the PFF Forecast.